0: Well, welcome and Merry Christmas to you all. I love that video and I wanted to show it to you because it highlights some really cool things that I want to talk about tonight. I love how these passengers, they were flying and they were not planning that when they got to their destination, an unexpected gift would be there waiting for them. And they didn't just get what they asked for, but it was totally unexpected, which makes it touching and moving and powerful. So I want to talk to you about an unexpected gift. Christmas is when the greatest gift ever was given to us, mankind, and it was totally unexpected. And I want to read to you from Luke chapter 2 tonight about the story of the shepherds on Christmas And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. I love this story. It's one of my favorite passages about Christmas, the story of the shepherds. I just imagined them there in the field that night, completely shocked to have a whole host of angels show up out of nowhere and start praising God, announcing the good news that Jesus had come. Jesus is the greatest gift that's ever been given. And we learn about God's gift-giving style through this passage. And I've learned that everyone has a different style of gift-giving. Have you thought about that? Some people, they really plan out their gifts. Like some of you have a little notebook and you've been thinking of gift ideas all year long. Others of you, you hadn't even thought about it until tonight and you just rushed out to, like they're last minute shoppers. When it comes to, to buying presents, some people they'll take their Christmas budget and they'll try to buy as many little presents as they can. And other people, they like to use their Christmas budget and buy the biggest one gift that they can. And other people are like, what's a budget? That's a subject for another sermon. But God has his own gift-giving style as well. And we learn about God's gift-giving style in this passage with the shepherds. So I want to talk about the gift that God has given us and how it relates to us. I think it'll be encouraging to us tonight. First, we see that the gift was unexpected. These shepherds were going about their business, and it said, suddenly... Out of nowhere, an angel of the Lord appeared with good news. The shepherds, they did not think that this was going to be the night. The night all God's people had been waiting for, for hundreds and even thousands of years. The night when the Messiah would come. They were there just watching their sheep, going about their business, and bam, out of nowhere, suddenly this angel appears. There are times in life when you think that God has forgotten about you. But God has this way of dropping unexpected gifts in your lap at just the right time when you need them most. Sometimes you're discouraged, but God comes along and gives the Cardinals a victory over the Seahawks. And you know miracles are possible. Man, there are times when you feel forgotten about and discouraged, but God gives us unexpected gifts at the perfect time. I want to encourage you, don't ever think that God has forgotten about you. Sometimes we think he has. You know, time has gone by and we've prayed and God hasn't answered our prayers. And we think, man, God must not care about me. He might have forgotten about me. But you need to know that God's timing is perfect. Sometimes it's different than our timing, but he is always on time. He has not forgotten about you. And Jesus proves that. He gave this unexpected gift. Nobody was expecting it. And nobody expected that Jesus would be as good as he is and not just save us, but also give us full rights as children of God. He is the gift that keeps on giving. And God the Father still today loves to bless his children that's you with unexpected gifts. He's an even better gift giver than you hoped for. So the gift was unexpected. And then the gift was personal. It was personal. It feels really good when someone gives you a personal gift. And it shows that they know you. You've probably had someone give you a gift before, and you're like, what is this? Do you even know me? (laughs) Like, why do you think I would like this? And on the other hand, when someone knows you and they get you and they get what you're passionate about and what you care about, it feels good. It feels good to be known. Jesus came into this earth. God became a person. He was a personal gift. And Jesus became a person because he wanted to be able to relate to you on a personal level. He wanted to be able to say to you, I totally get it. You wouldn't think that God could relate to you so well. But he actually can because Jesus came to earth as a man. Everything that we have experienced, Jesus can relate to. If you've got family problems tonight... Jesus had family problems. If you're financially strained, Jesus was also broke. If you feel misunderstood or abused or taken advantage of, you need to know that Jesus has been there and it's comforting to us to know that he can relate to us. He's our comforter and we know that he is good. He relates to what we're going through. He is a personal friend and that's really what Christmas is about. It's a powerful God Becoming a personal friend. Jesus knows about your desires. He knows your battles that you're fighting tonight. And he knows the needs that you have in your life. And he came to earth to fulfill your desires and to win your battles and to meet your needs. That's what he does for us. He even meets needs that you didn't know you had because he knows you better than you know yourself. That's how personal of a friend he is. He's the most personal gift that's ever been given. And then we see that the gift was life-changing. The shepherds, they left their sheep. Probably wasn't hard to convince them to leave their sheep. They're there just feeding sheep, watching sheep, protecting sheep, smelling sheep. (laughs) And then they hear that the Messiah has come, the Savior of the world. And you know that they're like, I'll go, I'll go look for him. I don't know who got left behind to watch the sheep, probably the youngest shepherd He's probably pretty bummed out, but they left. They stopped what they were doing and they went to find Jesus because Jesus is a big deal. He's life changing. You know, if you know him, you know that that's true. Amen. There's nothing better than when someone gives you a gift that you actually need. You know, there are a lot of gifts that are sentimental and they mean a lot, but when you actually need it, you're like, I actually needed this. It's so good. And there has never been anyone as in need as humankind before Jesus came into the world. We were in need because the Bible tells us that all of mankind has sinned. We've all broken God's laws. And that separates us from God. There is a gap between mankind and God. It's an insurmountable gap. We could never bridge that gap in our own strength. In fact, it's our futile efforts to bridge the gap between us and God that leads to most of our misery in life. Because in a thousand lifetimes of our best effort, we could never make our own way to God. And that's why Jesus came. He came to bridge the gap and forgive us and give us Real life, it never ends. It's a life-changing gift. But we're human, and sometimes we forget. Anybody here ever forget? I forget stuff all the time. I'm always like, hey, Siri, remind me to take out the trash. Hey, Siri, remind me to buy my wife a Christmas present. You know, we forget, and we take things for granted. It's just what human beings do, and so we need reminders. We need reminders, and that's why... I think it's such a good thing that we celebrate Christmas every year because it's an annual reminder. Reminds us about three things that I wanna mention. First, Christmas is an annual reminder to tell others. Do you think that the passengers on that flight, the video that we watched, that they told people about what happened to them that that day? I know that they told people, right? I mean, you imagine that guy with the new big screen TV has his friends over to watch the football playoffs that year, and his buddies come over, and they're like, bro, you got a new TV. You think he just stood there like, yep. (laughs) Like, he's like, no, 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 you're not going to believe what happened. I actually, I got this amazing gift from my airline. And you know, people were like, what airline is that? I want to fly on that airline. Because we're hardwired as human beings to tell other people about good things in our lives. That's what we do. We tell. We share good things. That's what happened with the shepherds, too. Once they found the Messiah, it said they told everyone what had happened. So for those of us who are Christians, our joyful response to the unexpected gift of Jesus Christ should be to tell everyone about what has happened to us And through Jesus Christ, he is the greatest gift. He changes our lives. We should tell people about it. And I wanted to encourage you tonight because there's a myth in our culture, in the world that we live in, that faith should be a private thing. It is personal, but it's not meant to be private. In Mark 16, Jesus told the disciples, go into the world and preach the gospel. That means go and proclaim the good news. He didn't say go and keep it private and keep it to yourself. He said go and share this good news. So by default, Christianity is public, and it's meant to be lived out publicly. So I want to encourage you to go into the world and preach the gospel. Christmas reminds us to tell other people, don't worry about being annoying. You're actually being life-saving, potentially, to someone who needs to know Jesus Christ. So don't keep it to yourself, share that. Second, Christmas is an annual reminder to thank the gift giver. Have you ever given someone a gift who didn't appreciate it? Yes, said every parent ever, right? (laughs) You sacrifice, you give, and you don't always get the thank yous, the appreciation that you should get. It's frustrating. But we see that the shepherds were thankful. They went back to their flocks, it says, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. They went back to the sheep, back to their homes, back to their jobs, and they were just like, God, you're amazing. God, you're so good. God, thank you. This is incredible. And this attitude of gratitude is something that we should have because we're recipients of the same gift that they received. There was actually a study done by Harvard Medical School And it says this, this is Harvard, not the Bible, but it says this in psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improves their health, helps them deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. God tells us in His Word to be grateful, to be thankful. And science confirms that it's good for us to be thankful. That's why we should thank God. And Christmas reminds us to thank God for what he's done for us. I wanna ask you tonight, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for in your life? Probably some of you think, man, family, my health, my friends. Some of you might be sitting here thinking, I don't have anything to be thankful for. It's been a tough year, but I wanna challenge you in that thinking. If you're here with breath in your lungs, if you have clothes on your back, and we hope you have clothes on if you're here, then you have have so much to be thankful for, right? We're fed, we have friends, we have family, and if you don't have friends and family, you have a church family that has your back. There is so much to be thankful for, but sometimes we have to choose to be thankful. People make the mistake of thinking that Thankfulness is a passive reaction to a feeling, and they'll say, I don't feel thankful. Well, sometimes you just don't feel what you should feel, and thankfulness is something you have to choose actively to participate in. You have to force yourself sometimes to be thankful. It's a fake it till you make it kind of thing. That same study from Harvard says this, gratitude helps us refocus on what we have instead of what we lack. And although it may feel contrived at first, this mental state grows stronger with use and practice. Gratitude, being thankful, it helps us, it forces us to focus on what we have instead of what we lack. And here's what that is telling us, you'll get better at this. Force yourself to be thankful tonight. Just just choose to be thankful, and it's going to become easier. You're going to become even more thankful, and that's going to lead to you being more happy. And I don't care who you are. You want to be more happy. All of us want to be more happy. As Christians, it should be easiest for us of anyone to be thankful. We have more to be thankful for than really anyone in the world because we know that we are not entitled to any of this. We know that we don't deserve any of this. (laughs) Christianity, in fact, is the only religion where you do nothing to receive everything. Every other religion in the world basically tells its followers to work and to earn whatever it is that they're trying to earn. But Christianity says you can't earn this, you can't deserve this, but it's a gift that God gives to you. It's just up to you to open your arms and receive it. So, how can we not be thankful knowing that God has given us freely this amazing gift in Jesus Christ and we don't deserve it, but man, we receive it. We say, Thank you, God. We are grateful. And then third, Christmas is an annual reminder to use the gift. Use it. I got a great gift a few years ago from someone in my family. It was this net for uh, practicing golf. It was a net, had little targets on it, and you could practice chipping, little short game golf shots into this net. And I really needed this This little gift. It was My golf game was not great, and I needed to practice, right? And and what happened is it actually got stuck behind some boxes in my garage, and I forgot about it. I forgot about it until several months went by, and we were moving, and I found it again. It was like Christmas in July because I rediscovered this gift. But I hadn't been using it, and you would have been able to tell I hadn't been using it. If you actually played golf with me, you would know, like, you need to work on this. But I think it's so important when we get a good gift that we use it. I think the best gifts, in fact, because I'm a practical person, are gifts that you can use on an ongoing, regular basis. It would be sad to get a great gift and then not take advantage of it. But the truth is that a lot of Christians do this. They receive Jesus, but they don't get everything out of the relationship that there is to enjoy. A lot of people, they receive Jesus at some point in their life, and they say, okay, yes, I want to have a relationship with Jesus. But then they don't really use that gift. They, they leave Jesus in the drunk drawer of their lives, collecting dust, except for a couple times a year at Easter and Christmas and emergencies, and then it's like, honey, have you seen the Jesus? Where do we put the Jesus? Like, don't make that mistake. If you're not getting everything there is out of your relationship with God, I want to encourage you, don't let another year go by like that. Dive in. Go re-engage with Jesus Christ and say, I want to get everything there is out of this relationship because all the blessings that God has for you only manifest in your life as you engage with Jesus Christ. Colossians 2, verse 6 says this, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. In other words, now that you have engaged with Jesus Christ, build your whole life on that relationship. Make it so that everything you do revolves around that relationship and the love that God has for you is going to strengthen you and God's blessings are going to become real in your life. So much so that passage tells us that your thankfulness will overflow. You won't even be able to express to God appropriately how thankful you are. When you engage, when you, when you really get all there is out of that relationship with Jesus, it's there. He's just waiting for us to engage. I love this annual reminder that we get through Christmas, and one of the great things about Christmas is it's an opportunity every year, an opportunity for new people to receive this gift. This gift has been available for the last 2,000 years. It's still available tonight. There could be someone here that enjoys the annual Christmas tradition. Maybe you came to church tonight with a friend or a family member, but in your heart, you might say, I don't know that I'm really a Christian. Like you might identify as one on a census survey or something because you don't know what else to say, but, but you know maybe in your heart, I don't know if I'm really in a relationship with God. I don't know if I'm really following Jesus honestly. And if you're having that realization right now, that's actually a good thing. Yeah. Because that sets you up to potentially receive the greatest gift that's ever been offered. This gift in Jesus Christ, it will change your life. He becomes the personal friend that you've always wanted. But really, here's the thing, it's up to you, it's up to all of us to decide whether or not to receive that gift. I wanna encourage you, don't take that opportunity that we have right now for granted. In the video that we watched, all these passengers, they got asked, what do you want? What do you want for Christmas? And a lot of them had good, good ideas, right? I, I want this, I want that. But I, I love the guy who, you know, he said, I want socks and underwear. <laughs> and we all see that, and we kind of groan. We're like, oh, no, man, like, you, you blew it. You missed your chance. <laughs> and here, it, it, I'm not surprised. Like, he had this experience, and he didn't really take it super seriously. Like, I don't think I would have either. And he's like, oh, I just need socks and underwear. And then he got socks and underwear, exactly what he asked for. And we feel kind of sad for him when we see that because he didn't get everything there was out of that experience that he could have really experienced. But, but here's the thing this happens every year at Christmas time. There are people who come to church and they enjoy the Christmas music and they get free cookies in the lobby, and that's nice but they don't take seriously the opportunity to really accept this great gift in Jesus Christ. Essentially, they just leave with socks and underwear. And I want to encourage you, don't be that guy. Don't take this for granted. You might not have come to church tonight expecting to have a deeply spiritual, personal encounter with God, but God gives unexpected gifts. And this could be your night to take that step of faith. So I'm going to ask everyone here just to bow your head, close your eyes with me right now, to have a private moment between you and God. And this is a personal moment. The Bible tells us that we can be saved by calling on the name of the Lord. It says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And most of the people here tonight have done that. But there are probably people here right now who have not done that yet. And I want to give you the opportunity tonight to experience this life-changing gift that comes through Jesus Christ. This could be your night. And if you feel any kind of desire to take that step of faith, that is God calling you. And he's calling you to come to him. He wants to be near to you. He wants to have this relationship with you. It's really just up to you whether or not to respond, to receive that, or to reject it. And so if you're ready to take that step of faith tonight, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And it's not a magic prayer, but I just want to guide you. And if you pray this and if you mean it, then God hears it and you're going to receive the greatest gift that comes through Jesus Christ. So if you're ready, then go ahead and pray this with me. Just say, God, I need you. I know that I've sinned and I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. And I believe that he rose again so I could have the great gift of eternal life. Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving me this gift of salvation that I didn't deserve or earn. I receive it, and I don't want to take it for granted. I want to follow you from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.